This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 11th episode of Kiwi and the Bird. I'm Kami. I'm Taylor. And in today's episode, we are giving a non-spoiler review about the action-packed and super, wink, Renegades by Marissa Meyer. Now, Renegades is a YA science fiction fantasy told through the eyes of protagonists Nova Artino and Adrian Everhart. During the Age of Anarchy, heroes and anarchists met on the battlefield to fight for a new world. In the end, the villains were defeated and the heroes, otherwise known as the Renegades, were left to pick up the pieces of society. Years later, while the public may adore their superheroes, Novartino knows the truth. The Renegades will never show up when you need them the most, a harsh lesson she learned the night her family died. Now, Nova's greatest ambition is to see the Renegades fall. Her plan to infiltrate her adversary's stronghold is promising at first, until she realizes she's falling for one of her worst enemies, Adrian Everhart. Ooh la la! Nova, aka Nightmare, is a badass villain with a vendetta. Known for her crafty escapes and her innovative inventions, she terrorizes the streets of Gatlin donning a silver mask and a black hood. But as she plans to take down the renegades, one mysterious vigilante will stand in her way. The Sentinel. Nova was probably one of my favorite female protagonists in YA. Mostly because, yes, she is very badass. She's very crafty, like we said, and innovative and just strategic and analytical and intelligent and all those other words. But she's also consistent in her character. You know, like, she tries to infiltrate her enemy's stronghold. And while she does get distracted, she's always like, no, I gotta focus. And that's who she is. What I really liked about Nova's character as well was that you see her origin story. Kind of like what made her believe in what she does. And it stays with her. It's not just something that, like, is thrown away. It's, like, a part of her character. It's part of who she is. And you see that regularly throughout the book. What I liked the most about Nova's character was just that I felt I was able to clearly see and understand her thought process. I think she's definitely more of an internal character. Like, she thinks a lot about her situations and what she needs to do next and her own feelings and such. And I think that's a really great way to clue the reader in onto what she's feeling. And it helps the reader understand why she's feeling something. She can also kick butt. Oh yeah. Oh, she she can fight and she will win. And she's resourceful too. Very resourceful. She's a great villain, honestly. Like if she wanted to take over the world, she totally could. Oh yeah. I I think I'd be like, okay, (laughs) bow down. (laughs) I'm not even going to (laughs) try. No resistance here. (laughs) You all good. Rebellion? What's that? I don't know. What? Revolution? (laughs) You. You. American? No. Oh, get out of here. (laughs) Taxation and representation? I think so. Adrian Everhart, a.k.a. the Sentinel, believes in justice, but not in the restriction of renegade law. But as he is the son of the two most famous superheroes in the world, 
he must take on an entirely new identity to eliminate Gatlin's most notorious villains. Little does he know, one of the anarchists on his most wanted list is the girl he's falling for. I loved Adrian. Honestly, he's like the sweetest boy. He's just a soft boy. And he has his like glasses. And it's just the cutest thing in the whole world. He's the cutest guy. Except, except, the way he's described, like, he's described as this taller guy with, like, a bulkier build. And I'm like, ooh, hot. So there's that. But also, <laughs> what I, what, the thing I liked most about Adrian was the uniqueness of his superpower. And the way that he uses it is really intelligent. It's very out of the box and I very much appreciated that because I was like we have a lot of superhero superhero things now so it's kind of hard to differentiate all of them from like oh here's the bad guy here's the good guy here's the good guy's love interest who has to be saved except like there are a lot of cliches so I appreciated the difference in his superpower you know when you first meet Adrian you go oh he's so nice and sweet you know he's He's very charming and he's shy and he has his own thoughts and opinions, but he tends to keep them to himself and he loves his family. But then he becomes the sentinel. And all of a sudden, cutesy boy goes into hot vigilante. Vigilante. I mean, talk about the best alter ego switch of all time. And I liked seeing those two different sides of Adrian because I think it made him more complex because it, it would have been really e easy for Adrian just to have been the nice guy. But instead, he he has certain beliefs and he wants to help the world. But he doesn't believe he can help the world through the law. Because the law is too restricting to him. He doesn't believe the superheroes can get done what they need to and protect the city if they keep abiding all these codes and rules. And so it was interesting to see him be a rule follower with his family and with his friends and then see him break the law a little bit when he was the Sentinel. Like, you would never have expected Adrian to be the Sentinel if you lived in that universe. Because he just seems like, oh, me? Couldn't do anything. I'm going to draw you a little butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put on my glasses and draw you a little butterfly. Anyone got a crayon? <laughs> Renegades takes place in Gatlin, a city trying to recover from the aftermath of the Age of Anarchy. With many shadowed streets and hidden corners, the Renegades have less control over their territory than they think. I really liked Gatlin as a setting because it really felt like a city in a superhero comic. It, it kind of had a little bit of like Gotham vibes and a little bit of Metropolis vibes. And it just, the setting did really well in making the characters' traumas prominent. It was the perfect setting for that, and it helped throughout multiple factors of the story. What I liked most about the city of Gatlin is that in the story, of course, you don't go through every street. You don't go into every shop. You don't see every aspect of this place, but yet Marissa Meyer writes it in such a way that you feel like you do. The setting feels exact the way it is translated the image that comes to your mind is exactly the image I felt the author intended to convey I think the setting was kind of the perfect way to frame the superhero storyline 
in a way that didn't feel cliche. Yes. Because with all, you know, with Marvel and all the superhero stuff that's out today, it can be really easy for things to feel familiar. But I felt like Renegades existed in a world that was its own. Sure, you could say it was reminiscent of certain comics and certain places and things, but in the end, I still feel like it it holds its own. I really like Marissa Meyer's writing style in all of her books because she's a very consistent writer. She's consistent in her skill of descriptions, in her skill of creating tension, in her skill of being concise and yet saying everything that needs to be said. She's probably one of the most consistent YA authors that I've seen. Renegades was actually the first book I've ever read by Marissa Meyer. And based on this book alone, I would gladly read her other ones. What I really liked about this book in particular, apart from the amazing characters and the the dynamic storyline and the fun that comes with superheroes, I felt like she created a really full world. Some book worlds, you know, are kind of skimmed over. The world isn't the important part of the book, which I understand. But in this book, I really liked that the world was important. Marissa included a lot of details that it, it, it made, it developed what was happening around us. So a lot of the times you hear a lot of little details about what different superheroes are present in the scene or about landmarks in the world or just little fun facts and background information that make the story feel real in a sense. I could I could imagine a Gatlin. I could imagine these characters in Gatlin in real life because that's how dense they felt in the story. And so I really appreciated having that experience and feeling as enveloped as I did. The one thing I will, I mean, I really like Marissa Meyer, as I've stated before, but the one thing I really want to give her props on is her foreshadowing, simply because you can expect what's going to happen but she still makes you excited about what she's foreshadowing. You know, if maybe if you're not the most observant person, you might get caught off guard with her foreshadowing. But either way, whether or not you catch on to what she's trying to to project, you still get excited about what happens in the story. And I think that's a really rare thing to happen. And like Kami has touched on before, the superpowers that were in this book were really unique and original which is really hard to do when it seems like every superpower has already been done. But I liked how Nova had the superpower to put people to sleep and that she herself never had to sleep. And I liked that, like you said, Adrian's drawings come to life. And there were other characters in the story too who I felt had really cool abilities that I hadn't felt like I had seen before, which made the book even more excited to me, exciting to me. If you like superheroes, villains, secret identities, the TV show Miraculous Ladybug, B-plot romances, soft boys, politics, unique superpowers, action-packed stories, savagery, not sleeping, I relate, neophytes, Gotham slash Metropolis, superhero comics, cool covers, tattoos, sandwiches at 3 o'clock in the morning, posh headquarters, tragic backstories, or LGBTQ plus representation, then this is the book for you. Now, Kami, based on our rating scale of 1 to 7, 1 being literal trash and 7 being fangirl mania, what would you rate Renegades by Marissa Meyer? I would give Renegades a 5.9, just shy of 6, which is it was literary, 
because I really liked the book in its in entirety. I feel like it was a really good first book in a series. It set everything up really well and you got to know the characters and like their what their goals were, how they interacted with each other, the whole plot and like the politics involved in it were all really interesting. And I really, really loved the way that Marissa Meyer wrote it. Like the introduction is by far like my favorite part of the whole book. It's a, it's a very good read and it's a, I, I would definitely recommend it. I can tell if I really like a book if I need the sequel as soon as possible. And Kimi can attest to this because I went on a little bit of a rampage. Overall, my rating is so close to Kimi's. I would give Renegades a 5.8. And the reason for that is I loved everything that Kimi did. I loved the world, the characters, the superpowers. I felt like this was a book in YA that I haven't read yet, which I really appreciate. Thank you so much for joining us on Kiwi and the Bird for our book recommendation episode about Renegades by Marissa Meyer. We hope that you'll join us in our upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed our content, don't be afraid to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media. On both Twitter and Instagram, we go by the handle at Kiwi and the Bird. We hope you liked today's recommendation. Join us for our upcoming book discussion episode where we go into spoilers and details about Renegades. And remember, like a library, at Kiwi and the Bird, shh happens. If you made it this far, get ready for some bloopers. Bloop, bloop. Soft boys. Politics. Soft boys <laughs> sounds like a donut. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go down and grab a soft boy real fast. Maybe a bear claw, too. I fill it with jelly. Help me, Google. <laughs> <laughs> It's like we get drunk before these <laughs> and then press record. Taylor, I want to know what happens when we actually get drunk. <laughs> the world just explodes. <laughs> Maybe we should try energy drinks first. Oh, gosh. Kimmy, it may kill me. Now, Renegades is a young adult science fantasy. I literally feel like I'm speaking with a retainer. No, but I see no. You never heard. Party. Distraction is the way of the world. But that's not the case in Renegades. Nova has one goal and she's gonna achieve it. Sometimes she may dip into the saucy tossy. But in the end... <laughs> Tommy's doing things too now. Yeah, Austin's like, I'm like ah! <laughs> It's just the batteries. Um, it's the fire detector in my sister's room. It's been chirping for a week and Because it needs a battery. We go, is that the one in your room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you change that yet? No. no. <laughs> I also said that my grandma looked like a blowfish. I was—is that the grandma that the window? Yeah, <laughs> the one who locked my head in a window.
I do. <laughs> she also crashed on a four-wheeler with me. So. <laughs> Grandpa! <laughs> My voice! But I also really liked it. Oh! <laughs> Yay! All no. the elves go, yippee! <laughs> You sound hot, actually. Every time you read it, I'm like, oh, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Sentinel? Sentinel. Not sin... Okay, you're trying Tenial. to... Sentinel. You're trying to say the beginning part of Centennial and the last part of Sentinel. Sentinel. <laughs> he puts on the helmet. He puts on his suit. <laughs> We're talking about Santa. 